Adam Beckman. That is a wonderful bad beat. Adam Beckman, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan kid, former Spokane chief, has his first NHL goal taken off the board because of an offside review by former Blade Todd McClellan. That's a bad beat. It is when you have a win in betting right within your grasp and at the last second something unforeseen happens and pulls victory right out of your hands. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus Television, iHeartRadio, streaming on YouTube, and, of course, WQEE, the key. It's what we call Football Friday. We covered everything else in Hour 1 when Darren Moose DuPont joined us from the Canada Winter Games. He was live from PEI. Now, if we can get the full shot, we have El Presidente, the Hall of Famer, Jim Hobson, two-time Grey Cup champion, president, former Rough Rider player, a man that, when he speaks... We all listen. Some of us, it takes a little longer, Jimmy, to listen, but we eventually all do. There you go. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Nice doing to great. see you. Good to be seen. But, yeah, right. <laughs> Pull that mic right in, if you don't mind there. Sure and uh, so you were just going through this. You and Craig Smith were comparing health battles. I'm so glad that you're both here to talk about that. That's a win Yep. right there. I guess we'll get this right out of the way first. You're in a cancer battle that you're winning today. Got my uh, chemo bag on. I get it off okay. this afternoon. Uh, I get uh, chemo every two weeks and uh, uh, three days of treatment, one in the chair and then, and then this. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm 35 treatments in, had a couple of surgeries, uh, but my cancer is uh, at a standstill at least. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's been a couple of years and it uh, uh, wasn't a good, uh, wasn't a good uh, message I got about stage four colon, but here I am. Feeling good, glad, glad to be here, and uh, still feel very blessed. I really do. I feel blessed with my life, and uh, you know we're 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 doing things that uh, we want to do. Well, we had this discussion the last time you we were here, an inspiration for a lot of people, right? Well, Battling the same thing, and I know that humbles you to say that, yeah. but it's also a flag that you want to carry. I, and I more and more have have had people reach out to me, and I've reached out to them, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know we're. We don't know what our future holds. None of us do. And so I know I've got a battle here, but I've always liked the challenge. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so we yeah. just keep going well, and, and enjoying life. And so many good friends, so many uh, my family, like people just been wonderful. huh? Yeah. Well, when you called and told me, I said, if there's anybody that will beat this, it's you for a variety. You just don't take lo losing. No. And uh, <laughs> you don't accept it. I. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like uh, I'm in a battle here and you got to do your best. But but I never feel sorry for myself. I mean, geez, mm -hmm. there's so many people struggling and and uh, battling different things. And so, you know, you take it as it comes. Oh, huh? uh, yeah. So right out of the gate, we address that. But I'm interested to get your take on the pro football landscape, the Canadian Football League landscape. And again, I th we read off your resume here at the start. Uh, he also went into the Mike Ditka's Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame last year, which of all your accolades, that's got to be right up there. It's yeah, certainly that, one of them. That was awesome. In Chicago, right? Um, Chicago. Uh, Mike's, Mike's failing. Uh, he's still sharp, yeah. but he's physically uh, failing. But it was really great to see him and Jack Youngblood and, and uh, Warwick Dunn and guys like that. But uh, another great thrill for me, believe it or not, was uh, going into the Regina Sports Hall of Fame. That meant a lot because this is my home, and yep. you know these are people I know. So that was fun. And uh, but I think they're running out of Hall of Fames. My my friends say to me, they got to be getting close. And well, I, said, I think they are. Well, the wildest thing we air, <laughs> as you know, all over the place. And uh, good friend of ours is a D line coach. 
Ron Estee, he's in the LSU Tigers Hall of Fame. He's in the Edmonton Eskimo Hall of Fame. He's in uh, the uh, Canadian Football yeah. Hall of Fame. And he's just a really big deal down there. You know, it's nice that you can compare Halls of Fame, wouldn't you think? Yeah. But And he's got all those rings. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, – he is. I, I loved Ronnie when he was here. He's a, he's a great guy and he's a great coach. Yeah, well, and I – I want to keep it positive. I will talk to you in the break about what Debbie and I spoke about, uh, his, his beautiful wife. But again, XFL, USFL, it's not a coincidence. The second the Super Bowl's over, they're kicking off the XFL. How are you on year-round football and this third attempt at a league? There seems to be an appetite for year-round football in the United States. It's just so big. Uh, the NFL, of course, dominates, but college is huge. Um, it looks like they could be around for a while. They seem to have the money. Uh, they're getting good, uh, good exposure. Um, it, as, as Craig said, it's certainly going to be competition for us. But there's so many football players available that uh, you know we'll still we'll still find them. But it'll be harder to for quarterbacks, for offensive linemen. You know, those are going to be the challenges, huh? Yeah. American or Canadian, don't matter? Don't, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we're seeing more and more Canadians playing down there now, too. Not just in college, but the NFL. So uh, there's competition, but uh, um, people just love football, and they love it up here. And so um, we're getting a lot of buzz right now about CFL and the Riders. Yeah. So it's all good. I have to interject. My good friend Kevin the Medium's watching in Italy. He's a medium. I don't know. I would assume you're big in the spiritual world. We never talked about it. Yeah. But Kevin says, we often talk about angels with us. Jim actually has angels with him. That doesn't surprise me at all. This show's really evolved, as you know, and you've seen it from the early beginnings. Yes. It's grown to bigger cast of characters. Yeah. And Kevin's, you got angels around. So hello, angels. Nice to see you. You probably feel them with you as support I, I, every day. I'm happy to have them, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. I got to say I'll this, too, and I feel like, you folks ask me the questions to give to Jim. That makes my job a whole lot easier. But this is the thing that finds me. I meant I wanted to ask you this. I was driving in here today thinking about it. You spent how long in the education field? 30 years? 35 years? Yeah, I spent 30 years. As 30 a years. Teacher, as a principal, director of yeah. yeah. And then you get into pro football after, after having played, by the way. He was a player yeah. with the Riders. And then you build this Hall of Fame career as an executive. Did you ever think when you were teaching <laughs> that you would... Yeah, I, that's pretty I, wild. You know, Rod, I, I, I feel blessed because uh, I wasn't a great athlete as a young guy. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money for organized sports and so on. But high school football changed my life. You know, Lauren Schmier, Lenny Legault, uh, Rams, Gord Curry. And, you know, here I find myself on the field with Ronnie Lancaster and George Reed. And, and I started my education career at the same time. I was teaching in Lumsden play. So all these great things. And then... My education career was, was wonderful. Just uh, can't say enough about it. And then the, I get the writer job. Like, uh, so As president, not just any I, job, the president. No, the president of the, <laughs> see, and, yeah. and, and of course, it, it wasn't uh, the best of times. We were, we were okay, but financially we were just getting by. And then four great cups and, you know, new stadium. And so I look back and I just think, who would have thought, you know, uh, my mom who just turned 91, we talk about that sometimes about, did we ever see this coming, you know? And uh, no, we didn't. It, it's, it's, been, it's been incredible. There's a message in there somewhere. I'm not sure what it is, but <laughs> yeah. right, just do the right thing, I guess. I think so. And uh, put yourself in a position to win, you know, like work hard and 
you know, I wanted to be an administrator, so I went back and got my master's degree. I started lifelong know, get, learning. Get, and, what are your goals yeah. and what is it going to take? And the same with football. If you've got goals in football, then you got to you got to lay a plan out and do it. Yeah. Uh, John in Winnipeg, the aforementioned writer fan says uh, 100% Jim is an angel himself, well-respected and appreciated. And I'll just say this. I know you well enough. You didn't come in here to talk about yourself. But that Lauren Schmier that ran that Tom Trojans football thing, good friend of mine. And he said, Jim never has changed. That was the 60s, right? Was it the 60s? Yeah, late 60s, and uh, uh, I graduated from high school in 69. Yeah, so, so exactly. what would you attribute that to? Not ch- A lot of people change, not always for the better, but he goes, he's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, I think... Um, I, I don't think I have changed in, in many ways, but I do think I really thought about being a leader and developed my leadership skills, you know, and, and it was guys like Lauren and Lenny, and then Gord Curry had such an influence on me and, and uh, made me a captain in my second year with the Rams and, and, and talked to me a lot about leadership. And it, so, so I was always thinking about that. And uh, uh, I look back at Lauren, you know, and Lauren's a guy, you love him or you hate him sometimes because he was a tough coach. You know, he, he, and I was talking with Brent McConnell, who's my former brother-in-law and played with the Rams, and we talked about how he shaped us. He, he pushed us, you know, and he never let us uh, think we were better than the rest of the guys. I was, you know, we, we might have been, but didn't matter to him. We were a team. So Lauren was very, very important that way, and I, you know, I've, uh, he was at my induction in the fall, and so I got a chance to see him and, and uh, some of Jerry Thompson and some of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so to swing this around to current CFL, we do this interview about once a year, maybe twice a year, and we always talk about the state of the CFL, and I don't know if it's going forwards or going backwards. I don't really know. How do you feel about the state of the CFL today, getting ready for the 2023 season? Well, I feel better than I did last year. You know, we, we went through a lot there with the pandemic and everything. Uh, unfortunately, we're back into the Montreal situation. Uh, I'm hearing, though, that there are people that are very interested, and the league is stepping in, keeping that going. But, uh, um, you know, there is a buzz out there about the CFL, and I felt pretty good about the Grey Cup last year, although <laughs> we weren't in it. But, but uh uh, you know, we've been up and down so much. It, it, you know, you can't uh, underestimate the, the uh, staying power of the CFL. <laughs> I think we'll be there. I still struggle with this uh, global, you know, initiative. Uh, I know it's, it's getting huge in Germany, huge, in, but the NFL's there. And, you know, are we going to be able to go up against that? But, but I think, you know, we'll, we'll kick, carry on and... Uh, um, you know, we, we had a lot of good things happen last year, so uh, I don't know why we think it's much different than what it's always been for us. Huh? Well, it's not dying. <coughs> if COVID can't kill the CFL, nothing can kill the CFL That's if COVID right. didn't. That's right. But you spend a lot of time in Mexico, and formerly I did too. They know of football down there. They have their own pro league, but because you spend so much time down there, what, what would you say the state of pro football is in Mexico? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I wasn't there this year for the uh, Rider Day, but I came the week after. But Roger Aldag was there. And, you know, they sold out. They had lineups down the blocks, five, 600 people. And, of course, the Gecko Band and Victor. So you got that Rider brand just carries so well. And uh, we went out to uh, Chasers. You know Chasers mm-hmm. on Friday night. Andy. And, and uh, 
It was, all, it was mostly Saskatchewan people and, you know, wearing rider gear. And the band's wearing rider gear. So there's definitely an interest. Uh, maybe it's just that Canadian tourist. But uh, What about local Mexicans playing football? More that's playing, what I want. They're, they're more because soccer is still, that's yeah. football to them. But, uh, and they also are huge wrestling fans down there, too, as you know. But uh, they, they kind of followed the CFL. I think there'd be an opportunity for the CFL in a smaller place like Puerto Vallarta, Mexico City, you know, where, forget it. But, but it might be interesting to see what we could do down there because of the number of, uh, of uh, Americans, Canadians living down there, the Mexicans that have interests. So that might be our, our you know, smaller market kind of thing. Huh? Phil Kershaw writing in. A man who needs no introduction yeah, to you. Absolutely not. Uh, former chairman of the CFL Board of Governors and president of teams in both Saskatchewan and Ottawa. Phil says, Jim looks great. Nobody has done more to build rider success on and off the field. A true Hall of Famer. So that's from Phil. You know, Phil doesn't get enough credit. You know, he really brought the Grey Cup to Saskatchewan. And at a time when things were... 1995. Pretty, yeah. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's played a big role in, in the CFL, and uh, uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, you know, look what it got us. We had a great, great cup again this last year. Huh? I think of this often. You told me once we were having this discussion, you said, if you don't mind me saying, I, that the CFL tickets were overpriced. Remember, is that still a thing, do you think? Well, you know, it's, I've thought about that because, you know, our prices have gone up. There's no doubt. Not just tickets, but concessions, merchandise, everything. And yet you look at what they're spending on NHL games in Toronto and Calgary. And you look at, and you, I mean, you would know because you're down in Florida too, uh, the NBA, uh, the Blue Jay. So it seems that if the product is good and the excitement is there, uh, people will pay. And they're paying it for, you know, for concerts and that. So um, uh, it, it's, it's, it, I still want to see families in Saskatchewan being able to take their families to the game. And I think... Craig and 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 uh, his staff are trying to find out, you know, that sweet spot where they can get the families in and and build that base because that's the future, huh? Uh, William Duncan writes in. I wonder if that's Willie Duncan of the Saskatchewan government. He says you can't kill the CFL with a stick. The point is, let's stop trying. <laughs> let's right. Let's build it up and have some. Wouldn't it be nice? Well, two thousands. Stadiums were full, money was flowing. Hey, those were good old days. Good old days. I don't know what it would take to get back to that. Well, a lot of it so depended on the economy. And, uh, and uh, so, I mean, I was very blessed. I came in at a time when Saskatchewan was just taking off. And, uh, you know, the boom was there, immigration. And we had great support from the government, Brad, and so on. Uh, it's been a little tougher, but you know, we're kind of bouncing back, you know, the economy is coming around, uh, agriculture. It's funny, talk about CFL, you, and, you, you more than me being a kid that grew up on the farm, but we always talked about how agriculture's dying and we, you know, oh, it's crazy. It's rocking. It's rocking. <laughs> That's like, great. But, but you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, oh, I don't know about the family. Well, the family farm's not there anymore. It's a business, but it's bigger than ever. Yeah. And that's, it's the number one industry in the province now. That's right. Which feels good. Yeah. We'll be back. And again, your questions and comments for Jim Hobson. He's with us for one more segment. We're live on Game Plus Television, uh, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But he's in a lot of halls of fame, and he's got a lot of answers to your questions. When we return, also on YouTube, iHeartRadio and WQEE, the key. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because it's a heave-ho. hi Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? Lewis slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Uh, every once in a while, we do have a show that it goes the way that I'd like. Uh, and today is that. Our director of scouting, Craig Smith, was with us last hour. Two-time Great Cup champion. Worked with BC, Hamilton, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Little with Ottawa, I believe. And uh, now we have the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with us on this football Friday. But we've been talking XFL USFL, a little NFL. Wilf is watching in Steinbach, Manitoba on Game Plus TV. And he says, hi, Rod. Great show with Jim Hobson. Once he's done treatments, the writers need him. I enjoyed Jim's book. I'll never forget it. Running the writers. I understand you wrote that by hand. <laughs> like this, ladies and gentlemen. You wrote a book with a pen. Who does that? I, I just found that it. It worked for me. I was able to get my thoughts out of my head and onto the paper. But poor Daryl Davis, I'd go to him with a great big stack of full scap, and he'd transcribe it and do it, and, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. Bestseller, I'm sure. Do you know? It did, yeah. yeah. But, you know, not a real big number in Saskatchewan. <laughs> but, but I was still... 5,000. You know, yeah, 5,000. And uh, it's still selling. And, I, you know, every once in a while I get a check. And, and uh, what I really like, though, is it's, it's a way that I show appreciation when I, you know, meet people and do things and give them a book, sign it, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it was it's fun. pretty cool. And yeah, it is. Uh, Brady in Saskatoon writes, and he says, Hello, Rod. Depending on where Connor Bedard gets drafted, he could have well over 60-plus points in his rookie season. That was a question yesterday, Jim, was how many points we think we'll have next year in the NHL. He says, Hamilton won the CFL free agency with a big-time upgraded quarterback with Bo Levi. And he says the Saskatchewan games this week have been a unique experience. Lots of good sports and lots of young talent. Uh, yeah, all across this land. Provincial winter games, the national winter games. Dougal Cameron in Calgary watching on Game Plus TV. And by the way, Dougal, we'll see you at the Great Eagle beginning March 13th, our spring residency beginning at Calgary's entertainment destination. But Dougal says, what are your guest thoughts on the Stampeders this upcoming year? Well, it'll be an interesting year because... Uh, um they have been, you know, the most consistently good team over the last 15, 20 years, 15 years anyway. And that's Huff. You know, that's the guy that has kept that team uh, where it's at. Um, and now with Dave as the GM, Huff's still there as president. It will be different. 
But I suspect they'll be in the hunt. Um, it was a it was a gutsy move to move on from Bo Levi, you know that big time. Whew, this guy's a winner, and you you know, and I know people don't necessarily love him here, but if if he was playing here, they'd love him. But <laughs> they made a move, and and John has always shown that ability to to move on. He even moved on with guys like Dickinson. I mean, that's that's so the way he is. So um, they'll be they'll be in the hunt. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they were pretty quiet in in free agency though. Not a lot of moves, and uh, they signed. Uh, uh, the Canadian offensive tackle from us, who I didn't think he did much for us this Jamal Campbell. Yeah. But obviously they feel they needed to fill a hole. But uh, ah, they'll be in the hunt, no doubt. Rose Henry is watching in Edmonton, and she says, G. Roy Simon, I think, is the reason why the Elks, well, she says, asks. I'm putting that down as a Freudian slip, Rose, <laughs> unless you're meaning to say that. The Esks are getting more offensive tools. Let's talk about G. Roy Simon, Superman. I love that guy. I do too, and you know, he reaches out to me about once a month. Yeah? How you doing? And uh, just touches base, or I touch base. Uh, so does Cavis Reed, another Edmonton guy. Uh, it's funny the number of guys, you know, from the football days that have stayed in touch and uh, um, uh, had a great visit with Macho Harris in the airport the other day, you know, and he stayed here and, and got a life and so on. But G-Way is a great guy. Um, I think... He's underrated as an executive because of that, you know, superstar persona. But I can see him being a GM one day, no doubt about it. Because not a lot of superstars become management. Is That's that what right. you're saying? Yeah, well, there's Elway in Denver. But, you know, not a lot of the guys either want to or, or make that transition. They go to coaching, for sure. That's, that's a given. But GM, you know, director of player personnel, not quite so much, it seems. But uh, he's a great guy, and uh, he's doing well. I, I, I kind of wonder how he and Jones get along. But <laughs> how could they get how along? They get, but <laughs> it seems to be working. <laughs> Two pretty big <laughs> egos. Yeah. Um, Barry, and by the way, we both know them both very well. Yeah. Jim and I have been accused of having large egos ourselves, <laughs> and we get along. Barry, well, you know Barry Alt. He writes in, he says, uh, long-time Taylor Field uh, maintainer, manager. yep. yep. He says, love to know Jim's thoughts on Edmonton season ticket plan. Looks good here. Family of four for under $400 seems very good deal. I'm sure we could find three to, th three to 5,000 seats to use. I don't know if you saw this thing, the promotion they have. Yeah. I think it's $290. I, it, I think you're right. For four season tickets. Yeah. But, you know, they've got to do something. Uh, it was embarrassing last year. I'm sure they had under 10,000 people. Guaranteed. It just was Multiple games. Just embarrassing. Of course, when you haven't won a game at home in over 1,000 days, uh, but they're going to win this year. They're, I don't predict they're going to be at the top of the heap, but they'll definitely have more victories this year. Uh, Joan, whether you like him or you don't like him, he makes teams better, you know, and he he's not afraid to make the tough moves, and uh, uh, they'll be better, no doubt about it. I hope you're enjoying yourself because I really am. Uh, people have said to me, how would Jim Hobson have dealt with Chris Jones if Jim was running the Riders when he was here? And I said, I can tell you, Jim would have called him in and bonked him on the head one more <laughs> and said, you do that one more time, you're gone. Because I got that bonk on the head a few times. <laughs> have you ever thought about what you would do when he was breaking all the rules? And I think, you know, Chris is a strong, strong individual and he doesn't, worry a lot about what people think about him. He's going to do what he's going to do. But he kind of, 
it wasn't a good situation. We were so desperate, and we, we basically handed him the keys to the, you know, to the farm. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and right from the start, I think he, you know, he had that, that freedom. Uh, but uh, his record speaks for itself. Um, I would have been challenged, no doubt about it. I don't, honestly, I don't know if I would have been able to hire Chris. Just, you know, personalities and everything else. But uh, he made us better. There's no doubt about that. And uh, he's, he'll do the same there. Uh, but how long will he last? We don't. <laughs> That's the other thing with Chris. Well, you're supposed to mellow as you go, get older. And I thought that he was going to mellow in Edmonton. It doesn't look like he's mellowing in I, Edmonton. I don't think he's mellowed. I don't think he can. And uh, yeah. that's who he is. Yeah. I love telling Chris Jones stories, man. And I'll never forget we were at a camp in Dodger Town, Vero Beach, Florida. And I said to our coaches, we're at Philly on, Craig Dickinson, these guys. And I said, how do you keep up with Jones? The man just goes. He's the energizer bunny. And Ned Philly on goes, we take shifts. We can't all keep up with him, so we just eight hours at a time. I wonder, you working know, because he doesn't sleep. No. No, and he, he's in no. that office first thing in the, well, in the night still, you know. But, you know, the, the great coaches, it seems that's, that's what they are. You know, they yeah. live the job. They, they, they sleep in the office, and, you know, it's a heck of a sacrifice, but it's what they choose. And they, the, and they win. And they win. Yeah. yeah. From Rodney watching writes in and he says CFL expansion needs to have vetted ownership and a five-year lock-in Sacramento Portland Detroit and another in Canada do you think expansion would be would help this league's future well I still I still would like to see us take a real run at the Maritimes I, you know there there's potential there um, we tried the US um, didn't work out too well and with everything going on now with the USFL and XFL, and you know, that's it's going to be a tough market to crack down there. Uh, uh, and if we can get to that tenth team, that would be great. Uh, the other opportunity uh, could be a place uh, like Quebec, Quebec City, you know, that whole area. But uh, uh, it was nice to see us at a stable nine. But of course, we're the CFL, so stable is not defined really part stable. of our vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clint. Our good friend Clint Bubba O'Neill's watching in Hamilton from CHCH Television, and he says today's poll question is a slam dunk for Hamilton. Who signed the best available quarterback with Bo Levi, running back James Butler, top offensive lineman Joel Figueroa, wide receiver Tim White, and Duke Williams? That is the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Might as well throw it up on the screen. You see Clint's picture right there. Uh, Capital Automall has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Who's winning CFL free agency? And I believe on YouTube the options are what, guys? SAS, Hamilton, Winnipeg, or other? I put it on Twitter, SASK, Hamilton, Montreal, or other, because my guy Cody Fajardo is there in Montreal. Um, but I actually voted for Hamilton. And uh, I should ask you about the quick rise and fall of Cody Fajardo in Saskatchewan. Really something. What a case study. It is because, uh, you know, a few years ago when he first came, he owned the province, you know, and he, had, and he played great and the team was, was very good. Uh, but the wheels came off last year, uh, the injury. Um, well, the whole, the whole year in many ways was a disaster with lack of discipline, Cody's injury, um, COVID, flu, the flu game, and went, it just seemed like nothing went, went the way it should have gone. Um, and I, need, I think he just put too much pressure on himself. Um, and, 
and he was a tough guy. We, our old line took a lot of heat, and they should, but Cody's tough to block for. I mean, he, is he going back? <laughs> is he coming forward? Is he spinning around looking at the clock? And so it, it, it was unfortunate what happened. I hope it works out for him in, in Montreal. He's, I found it interesting he's with Moss again. Uh, Jason Moss, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, I'm sure he'll battle and he'll come back. I think he has the key components of being a great leader, and he has the tools because we've seen it. But when he came out at the start of last season and said, put it all on me, put the pressure on me, I thought, what a noble thing to say. Trouble is, they will, <laughs> right? And nobody backed him. And, I, and the reason, I've got a point here. Ken Miller, whom you love dearly, the, the uh, Hall of Fame head coach of the Riders, said the same thing. And he said to me once, I'll always take the bullet. And I said, Kenny, great, but one day there's going to be nothing left of you to hit. It's not much different than what Fajardo did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I admired what Cody did, but they just let him take all the bullets. Yeah. And that's the problem I had with that. And, you know, looking back... Um, if they're going to sit him, the time to sit him was in the middle of the year when he was really hurting. Because there was times he shouldn't have been out there. I don't think. Let him let him get healthy and get back. But the wheels just came off, and uh, I, I wish him well. But I like the guy we signed. Uh, you know, he's a top three quarterback, and uh, yeah, he's getting long in the tooth. But you look down NFL, you look. Hey, when I went to the Riders, Ronnie was in his mid thirties, and he had his best years. You know, as so, you get older, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, he, the good thing about him, he's a veteran, and he gets rid of the ball quickly. He makes good reads, and so I think he'll be good. And he's got, he's got his coach from Montreal with him, too, which I think is pretty nice. Uh, hey, I know you're noticing the national scope of which our audience is coming in. From B.C., Rob Scott writing in. He says, it's definitely not B.C. who won free agency. We're still in mourning here, but wish Nathan all the best. We have a few minutes in this segment, but let's talk about that. Nathan Rourke going to the National Football League. How did you feel about that? Well, you got to feel good for, for the young man and, and actually Canadian football. Um, he was remarkable. I, I don't know that I've seen many young quarterbacks come into the league and make that kind of an impression. Canadian-American, doesn't matter, Warren Moon. Uh, he's special. Um, I hope he gets a chance, you know. He's gone to a team that has a, you know, incumbent starter, but uh, uh, they looked at a lot of teams, and a lot of teams looked at him, and uh, he's good, and I hear his brother is another Curtis, one. yeah. You know, uh, uh, bigger. So, uh, <laughs> nice. It was, it was nice for Vancouver to, uh, the BC Lions, to, to have that experience, and they seem like a team on the rise. They, they're getting their stuff together, no doubt about well, it. Well, I hope, okay, to not move on, just stay on the BC thing for a second. So they lost the keyest, biggest key they had last year, Nathan Work. Can they start over? Like, where are they starting from this year, coming back from a marketing standpoint? Well, let the football guys worry about the football, but to fill that stadium again. Well, they were getting excitement. Rick Lawlisher and I are good friends. He recently retired. Uh, but they did a lot of good things, and their owner's talking about bringing in a bigger group than last year to kick off the season. So they're, they're willing to spend money, and uh, uh, I think they're on the right track. Uh, their, their quarterback, I wouldn't, he's not Rourke, but, you know, he, Adams played pretty well in Montreal when he, when he had a good team around him. So, you know, they're, they're fairly confident with him, but uh, 
we need a we need a good franchise out in Vancouver, no doubt about it. Got to have it. Well, okay, we're gonna break. Do you have time for one more segment? Absolutely. Women? All right, Jim Hobson, whether it's the Hall of Fame president, and thank you for all of your comments. I hope you CFL fans are enjoying the discussion uh, because we are. That's what we do on Fridays here. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your Southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's a football Friday. It's the dead of winter, and I hope you're enjoying our discussion here today. It takes him a while to get warmed up. It's like firing up your buggy in this minus 38, Jim Hobson, but... They're warmed up now. They get a lot of questions for you. Good. Ted in Red Deer watching says, uh, do you and Jim have any stories about the two retiring writers from the Regina Leader Post, Rob Vanstone and Murray McCormick? We've devolved. This segment will just be a writer in Saskatchewan thing because we got Jim here. Uh, we were just talking about it in the break. So you must have some thoughts. Well, I'm, uh, I became a, a friend of, of uh, Rob. Uh, but I have to say that he never let that friendship color his thinking about the riders. He would hold us to account. And uh, I think that was, and we were talking about that. You need that. And uh, yes, he's a, I mean, he loves the riders and he's been a lifelong fan. But, but when he saw things that he didn't think were, were right, he challenged the riders. And, uh, and Murray, of course, you know, Murray's a great guy, and he, he loved the, the football beat, but he loved the curling, too, you know. But he also liked eating a lot, too, so he was right <laughs> But I, both guys, great guys. I, I talked to Murray yesterday, off to Mexico week, uh, next week, and Rob thinks he's got the dream job now, and just very excited. Uh, as we were saying, though, it's interesting that he brought him in-house after <laughs> There was so many times that, that he was not the most popular guy on the block, yeah. With but, the team. Now he's working for the team. But that's a good thing. You need that. You need somebody that can hold you accountable. Uh, so that's the answer to that. Uh, I will just say this. The other night I was in the press box at the Pats game and Murray McCormick, this aforementioned writer, was there covering the Pats. I said, Murray, the, the puck is the little black thing <laughs> that they're chasing around out there. We got to There's going to be nobody left. That's the one thing with our industry and the media. Who knows where this is going? We're not sitting here going same old, same old, talking about the same stuff every day. There's, there's going to be nothing left. I don't know where it's going. Well, one of my favorite things to do uh, for many years was getting that Saturday paper and, and reading it Saturday and Sunday. And, and the sports coverage the Leader Post had was second to none in as Canada. As good as there second was, I would say, North America. And local, local. And so now when you, you, know, you get this little, like a flyer, you, it, you know that it's not going to be the same, that's for sure. Uh, Rob Scott, the Lions fan, writes in, he says, does G. Roy Simon have any aspirations to move into coaching? You could write him on Twitter yourself. He might answer you, but we both know G. Roy pretty well. He wants to be a GM. That's right. He doesn't want to coach. No. Yeah. Uh, Rob goes on to say, will the global watermelon shortage impact sales at Mosaic this season? <laughs> that, I thank you for bringing that up because I wanted to ask you. You came in, in, not overnight, but almost overnight. The stadium was full. The team was winning. Blah, 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 it was great. Did you know marketing? No. Um, other than what you know, I'd done in education to, you know, to, to uh, get our message out. 
but I brought in the guy that did know, and that was Stephen Zurich. And Maz was over to visit me the other day, and uh, we had a great visit, but uh, I often think Maz doesn't get enough credit for our success because he was the guy that, you know, set up the good deals and brought in companies, but the merchandise and, you know, so uh, he knew marketing. And uh, uh, we didn't always agree, but uh, I, I learned to trust him. And, uh, uh, but we, as we said, we came in at a time when the province was just taking off and, and the team took off and winning that great cup in 07. Well, that lit the fire. Yeah, timing. Was, it was timing. Well, winning. <laughs> Win, winning, yeah, winning. And, and we just connected. That team really connected with the province. Well, do you ever look at these winning dynasties or just winning franchises, NHL, NFL, and just go, can you see what they're doing right? Or do you question, what are they doing that works? Or do you just inherently know? Well, I think, you know, whether you look at the franchises that win, you look at Kansas City. Well, the obvious reason, Andy Reid. I mean, the consistency uh, they just lost their offense coordinator, but he's been there 10 years. So it's that cu it's culture. It's the culture you build into the organization, whether it's football, hockey, your business, and what kind of a culture? Are, is it a winning culture? It is, is it a culture that builds teamwork and celebrates success of all? And I think the good franchises, that's what you see. And overall treating people well. Let's not forget... Saskatchewan wins a Grey Cup in 2007. A month later, Ken Austin knocks on your door and says, uh, Jim, can we have a word? <laughs> I have an opportunity to go to my alma mater as offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. That couldn't have been easy for you. And he was, what, two more years left on his contract? Yeah, yeah he did have that. But, you know, you can't stand, in, in this business, in football business or any sports business, you can't stand the way of guys progressing and going ahead. And while that hurt to, to see uh, him leave, uh, if he had success down there, and he did have some success and so on, it helps us because, you know, the coaches network look and they say, well, look at what Kent did. And so, uh, and I had confidence, you know, and Eric had confidence, you know, don't worry, I'll get a coach. And he did. And uh, uh, that GM position is so critical, just absolutely critical. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here listening. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I shouldn't be firing all these questions, but I, with Kent, how much, Ken Austin is what we're talking about, of course. Uh, you must be fairly closely following his career. What an interesting guy. He is, he just got remarried. Yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I've been sworn to not talk about it. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. he's, he's happy. Well, that's good. Um, you know, I'd heard the stories about Kent uh, before we hired him, and I actually flew down to Toronto to meet with Eric and, and, and Kent and Big Fresh, Gil. Eric Tillman he's talking about yeah. and Gil Scott, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I came away, uh, Eric said, you gotta meet this guy, and I did, and I came away very, very impressed. And, you know, we had all those stories and being difficult to work with and wanted more money. Uh, and Ryan Whipler, who was with the team a long time, and you know Ryan well, mm -hmm. Uh, working on the football ops side of things. He, couldn't, he said, I couldn't believe, he was a dream to work with, and he was, he really was. And right from day one though, the very first time he talked to the team, he said, we're here to win. That was it, we're here to win, and, uh, and we did. And so, and then Kenny came in, and uh, unfortunately we got the two great cups, and we did, you know, came up a little short, but uh, the franchise continued to prosper. Mm-hmm. Any last words before you uh, head to Mexico? 
Well, I'm not going down to the 11th. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I, we talked a little bit about the, the teams and free agency. I think the riders have been solid. I think I wouldn't give them an A, but I'd give them a B, B plus. I give them B plus. Oh, you yeah. would, huh? Yeah. I, I love the quarterbacks. Good. The coaches. Um, we're, we're good at linebacker. Our D line, I think, is better. Definitely better on the O line. I really like Philip Blake. I think he's a guy play anywhere. Um, we got a young center. I'm a little. They'll figure it out, but they still need some receivers and their DBs. But you know what? You got to bring in some new. You can't build a team just around free agency. You got to bring in new. Look at Calgary. You know. Mm-hmm. Look at the team. Look at uh, Montreal and, and Winnipeg. They find receivers. They find old linemen. We got to do the same. Kevin, the medium says uh, Jim needs to be broadcasting on TSN. He would be a great color guy. <laughs> Would you like to start a new career at this stage of the game? <laughs> well, why not? Huh? <laughs> why not? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the best color guy ever, and I think he would agree, Ronnie Lancaster. He's good, yeah. Oh, man, he was a dream, huh? Uh, good at whatever he did. Yeah, right? that's right. Uh, Ted in Red Deer, he said, isn't that a comment from a great leader? We didn't always agree, but I learned to trust him, unquote. Great way to end it. Jim, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Always a treat. Thank you. All right. We're going to totally switch gears and talk to the president of a junior A league when we come back right in studio. We are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, hi-ho, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense you got something to say you want to add to the show what are you waiting for don't just sit there say something now back to the studio with rod all right welcome back everybody it is the final segment it's overtime proudly brought to you by the four Seasons sports palace it was the home of our super bowl watch party now it's your home of the ufc and the national hockey league it is uh Canada after all and we've enjoyed a football Friday we're going to swing things around to hockey and before we bring in our next guest I just want to tell you NHL tonight kind of a light night for the NHL six games in all Florida Panthers home to Buffalo sends at Carolina Montreal at Philly game of the night I think is Colorado at Winnipeg uh, in the dub, God's team, the Regina Pats are at Brandon. Check out whl.ca for the complete schedule there get out to a game Ontario the Quebec and, of course, we love our Junior A. The president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is with us, Kyle McIntyre. And you might, I might force you to speak for all of Canadian Junior A. Are you, are you down with that? <laughs> well, you, I guess so. Do uh, I have a choice? Yeah, no, you're here now. You're in the chair. What brings you to the uh, football capital here, the, but the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL? What brings you to town? Well, uh, uh, as you know, we have a partnership with IKS Media with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And so uh, right now we're all getting ready for our playoff coverage. So we're talking about our playoff plans and talking, speculating about potential first-round matchups and what type of coverage we're going to continue to do as a, as a league with IKS. Mm-hmm. Well, you, uh, he is 
you're not even a full year on the job yet. Not right? quite. Not yeah. quite. The Centennial Cup would that'll be a year. Would mark a year. Um, how's the state of junior A hockey in this province and across the country? Outstanding. Uh, I would say that uh, we're fully recovered from COVID. Uh, the SGHL, we're getting about 651 people per game on average. And we have some smaller market teams that don't typically draw as well. Uh, lots of excitement in the playoffs. Uh, I think our number one team overall, North Battleford, uh, with a win tonight, uh, they'll secure uh, first place in the SJHL. They can clinch. But two to five is still a dogfight, and uh, position will change daily based on the records. Uh, probably getting a little closer to who are the eight teams that are going to qualify for playoffs. Uh, Notre Dame goes on a bit of a heater. They might sneak in, but if they lose a couple games, then they're going to be out of the race, and Weyburn and Nippon will be jockeying for position in seven and eight. Mm-hmm. We got some questions coming in, all sports-related. Jen, just hang on. It has to do with the National Lacrosse League. I want to address it, but what I love about this show is the ability to talk all sports and have guys like yourself in and, and give you the profile. You know, I enjoy. obviously I enjoy it. This is, I spent the last two weekends in Estevan where they love their Bruins, they love their hockey, and we talked about this year's Centennial Cup in Portage. We like the 10-team format, eh? You know what? It is a good opportunity for the leagues that don't traditionally qualify yeah. uh, for it. And so it's good for them. Hopefully, uh, by exposing them to that competition, they can raise their overall level of play for their leagues. Uh, we're always competitive as Saskatchewan. Manitoba is always competitive. Uh, Alberta, of course, is, is very competitive. And then Ontario, where you have four leagues, uh, usually the Central League around Ottawa and the Toronto League is usually fairly dominant as well. I don't see any reason why you would want to go away from this and... and it's year two of doing it. So the hockey people watching know this. You would win your province in junior A, but then you have to play a regional best of seven. Annabet Cup, Doyle Cup. I don't know what they were out in the East. But this way, last year in Esteban, we had Summerside PEI, right? We had the couple teams from Ontario. We had so many, well, 10 teams in all. I hope you're staying with that. Well, they are for at least the next couple of years. Good. Uh, so one of the things that's going on now is that Hockey Canada has actually appointed an official liaison to work with the CJHL. And so that'll be one of their responsibilities is to go to the Centennial Cup and to evaluate whether it is a format they want to continue with. I would say the only downside would be for a host committee. It's hard to host, they it, say. It, it, you need two sheets of ice. Uh, you need lots of sponsorship. And probably the profit margin uh, for the host is not as high with the 10 teams. Really? Yes. So, I could, so, so then you would have to do some convincing of, of some leagues why this is a good idea. Yeah, right. because, because, I mean, going into it, you're, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, a legacy for your club. I, I mean, with Esteban last year, I, th- I think it was lots of hard work and, and the whole community got behind it. But I think they had a nice little legacy fund and they'll be putting some of those funds into place uh, in the summer. Uh, one of their legacy items is a new clock uh, for the facility that they can use with their TriCaster. And so I don't think their profit was as high as what they had hoped. But I think that knowing that it's a 10-team format, then obviously uh, you can go out and get some more sponsorship or some more donations or maybe some more corporate citizens online. Is there a, um, what should I say, favorite province right now or a Centennial Cup favorite? I'm assuming Brooks because they always are. They're the defending champions. Who's, who's the... Well, I'll tell you, you don't have to look much further than North Battleford. Yeah. Uh, they were probably 18 or 19 weeks as number one in Canada in terms of the CJHL. But one of the challenges that we would see in our league is that you might build your team one way to win the league, but you might need another type of team to compete at the Which happens Cup. in Memorial Cup too. Right, right. Yeah. Well, in the Memorial Cup, obviously, the, the teams that come out of the West in particular have the absolute heck beat out of them because it's an absolute grind. You know, I think back to 2018 when the Broncos won. Well, 
Moose Jaw could have won. Regina could have won. Every game went to a seven-game series. It was a war of attrition. And then when you get to the Memorial Cup, you're so nicked up that you can't it compete, happens. right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, that's the challenge with the Western League. It'll be similar for our league, too, because I think it'll be a battle getting out of our league as well. Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, so I'm in Saskatoon this weekend for hockey, and the team is going to the Rush game Saturday night. This will be my first time. Anything to know before I go? Well... I haven't been there, I don't think, since the ownership changed. I don't think a whole lot's changed. I would say go with an open mind. <laughs> it's a party. Have you been to Rush Games? I have, and it is a party. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah, it's not about the game, but the game's great too. That's it. Go with an open mind and uh, tell your kids to uh, have an open mind and just have fun and uh, report back here on Monday how much fun it is. But she brings up a good point. NLL tonight, Panther City's at Colorado, Calgary's at Las Vegas. You got an NLL pro team in your province. It's a competitive world to fight for headlines and eyeballs, right? Absolutely. How do you go about trying to win that battle or, you know, be noticed? Well, I think the first thing you got to do is have a good product. Right? Yeah. And for us, uh, Key Piece is having more Saskatchewan in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Yes, which you do a great People job. People want to have local content. They want to see local kids. Kids want to see their local role models. Sponsors want to see a local uh, contingency. So if you're playing in Weyburn, they want to see, want to see kids from Milestone and uh, Red Verse and Carlisle. They want to see those kids on the team, right? And so they're the sponsors. So it's important to keep the Saskatchewan in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Well, I had one of the funnest things I've ever done was broadcasting the SJHL draft a couple of years ago and uh, pick by pick by pick. We went through the whole blinking thing, seven, eight rounds. Saskatoon had like 50% of the players in the whole thing. What are they doing up? That's your hometown. Yep. Yeah. Saskatoon and uh, Martinsville and Warman right now. Yeah. The whole area. It's a right. factory. Um, like I look at some of the kids that are 06s in our our. In our in our league this year, so Karsten Cater and uh, Riley Ash and and uh, the Evans kid from Kindersley. So a lot of those kids were from that hockey program around Warm and Martinsville. So it's really a hotbed right now in the province. I love it. Love to hear it. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Well, hey, thanks Big for fan here, us. as you know. Yeah, I really appreciate. It. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank on, you, Rod. Kyle. Uh, Jen says, "I love those Yorkton Terriers." Hey, it's the most exciting time of the year. Hockey playoffs are coming up, and uh, I can't wait. So a big thank you today. To Jim Hobson, the Hall of Fame president of the uh, Rough Riders. Craig Smith with us, our director of scouting. And, of course, the SJHL president, Kyle McIntyre. And to all of you, thanks for tuning in. Follow our social media channels, by the way, throughout the weekend for the best clips you missed this week. Game previews and all the rest at The Rod Peterson Show on Instagram, at Rod Peterson Show on Twitter and Facebook as well. And we'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, from sunny Florida here on Game Plus Television and WQEE The Key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.